from the Mercy One Studio. Thought of the Week with Monsignor Frank Bugnano every Wednesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio and online at iowacatholicradio.com or the Iowa Catholic Radio app. This is Monsignor Frank Bugnano. Thank you for tuning in. Iowa Catholic Radio Thought of the Week. We are talking these days in my programs about the Catholic Church. What makes Catholicism unique, you might say. And in the previous shows, we've talked about the fact that God became a human being in his son, Jesus Christ, thus making all of creation good and a means that by which God will communicate with us, sunsets, birds, and special things, bread and wine in the Eucharist, water for baptism, and so on. So mature things are good. We made, we tried to make that point. But also, um, we want, now we're going to talk about the church itself. That um, what what how about what, how, what's your concept of the church? When someone says I belong to the church, well, what does that mean? I belong to a church. What does that mean? Uh, so Jesus wanted to continue his physical presence on earth, appearing daily to those who believe in him, healing the sick, comforting the afflicted, and teaching those eager to learn. How is he going to do that? How is he going to do it? But Jesus didn't stay on earth. He didn't just, after the resurrection, say, well, I'm going to hang out here in Jerusalem for a while, then I'm going to go over to Rome for a while. No, no, he had a much better plan. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. He sent forth the Holy Spirit. That's right. Jesus said uh, to the apostles, he ascended into heaven, go back to Jerusalem and pray for the Father will send, will, will send you, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And that is the church. His presence on earth, his physical presence, through the church. And the church would do what he was doing, healing the sick. That's right. That's right. When I was at, in the parishes I have been at, we, we've, we've had anointing services, healing. Uh, uh, when, when I go to hospitals, I always have the holy oil. Jesus wants to touch this person. Physically, through the oil, he's going to touch that person. Okay? So, uh, he involved his followers in his mission to bring love and forgiveness and grace to the world. He made us, his followers, children of the Heavenly Father, pouring the Holy Spirit into our, our hearts. And so, he now dwells in those who are were baptized, this indwelling is so real. Get this, folks. Jesus identified himself with his followers. He did. After, the, after he ascended in, into heaven, he identified himself with the followers. Remember Paul, <laughs> or before, no, Saul of Tarsus? He was a zealot going out to persecute the Christians. He wanted to close down the, the church. And he was on his way to Damascus with some of his buddies, and they had warrants of arrest to arrest the Christians there and bring them back to Jerusalem to be prosecuted. He had this all. He even had extra horses to bring him back in chains. He was ready to go. He's on his way to Damascus. Whammo! A light comes out of the sky. It blinds him. He falls down to the ground. He covers his eyes up, and he hears a voice. There was a voice say, "Saul, Saul." Why are you persecuting me? 
And Saul says, who are you? Who are you? He says to this voice in the sky, who are you? I am Jesus. You are persecuting me. And I'm sure he thought, I'm not persecuting Jesus. I'm persecuting his followers. Well, he identifies himself with his church. That's me, O Saul of Tarsus, that you're persecuting. When he gets up, he's blinded by this light, goes into Damascus, has a conversion experience, is prayed over, is baptized, and now becomes a great St. Paul. But he knew from then on, the church was Jesus on earth. That's how he continued his humanity on earth, through the humanity of those who would believe in him. In fact, even later on in his letter to the Corinthians, he calls the Corinthians, you are the body of Christ. And he meant that. (laughs) And he would explain that Christ is the head of the body, the church, in Colossians chapter 1. Christ is the head of his body, the church. So therefore, that's that's what the church is. That's right. True God. And so, after his resurrection and ascension, he chose to continue doing these things that he did before he was crucified in his mortal body through his followers. They were going to be his hands and his heart. And that's why Catholics are kind of different. We believe, and we believe this for 2,000 years. Why Catholics believe that Christ's church is more than just an invisible communion of faith of a lot of people who just happen to believe in Jesus. It's more than that. Just as Christ had a real physical body, so his church is made up of a real physical union of believers held together by human bonds as well as divine grace. That's right. The church is often called the mystical body of Christ, an expression that reflects the spiritual part of the church and the physical, the body, the nature of the church. And now, I know some people see the the, the human, the physical side as a barrier between them and God. They say that the church can only be something spiritual and invisible, community of faith. God offers grace, they think, directly not to each person, but not, not through the mediation of the church, but directly to each person. That's it. That's it. And we say, well, that, that's not how we set it up. No. Uh-uh. So that's why uh, salvation comes not merely to individuals without human mutual human bonds, but by making them into a single people. He first created Israel to prepare the way of God, and then through Jesus Christ, a new people of God, as St. Peter calls them, people of God in the first letter of Peter. So we'll talk about that in, more in a moment. What is the church? Good question. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessmentInternational.org. That's BlessmentInternational.org. 
Why do folks give to the Catholic tuition organization? Probably because they love Catholic schools, right? Partially, but they also like the tax benefits, or they were helped when their kids were in school, or they have been blessed and want to bless others. Whatever the reason, the 65% tax credits are great, and after all, it's for the kids and their future. Online, ctoiowa.org. Support for Dowling Catholic Sports 365 is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic with two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling Catholic graduate, and Dr. Todd Pedig. The Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at Ashworth and 60th Street in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, online at ashworthvision.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, Dr. Christine Mulcahy, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. So we're talking about the church. What is the church? Is it just a spiritual thing? You know, I'm a Christian, so I belong to the church. Well, yes, you, you, we do belong to each other. Yes, there is a bond, no getting around it. But also, it's, it's again, the physical. Jesus was a human being. And so he created the people of God. Yes, and therefore it has... So there's organization to it. Like, that's how we're organized. Look at a family. Every family's got its organizations. Different members of the family have different duties. It's, 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 it's a community. It's a physical community, the people of God. And uh, now remember how people were back in his day, that they saw the physical body of Jesus as a stumbling block. God could not become a human being, this guy from Nazareth. And that's why... You know, like I said before, he, he he forgave the paralyzed man. Some people say, well, he's blaspheming. Only God can do that. He says, I'll prove it to you. He says, get up and and take up your mat and go home. Same thing here. He uses the words of his, of his apostles. He said, who sins you forgive are forgiven. Use words, otherwise you're not going to know what's going on. <laughs> and that's called the sacrament of reconciliation. Jesus dreamt that one up. We didn't, you know. He gave it to the apostles. <clears throat> well, have they used it for the last couple thousand years? Yeah. Study history. Most people don't study history. They just have their opinions. But the church has always done that ever since, you know, the the, the resurrection of Jesus. Just just study the history. I, I was privileged to spend three months in Rome just studying the history of the first six centuries of the, of the Catholic Church, of the church. Okay. The word Catholic didn't come about until the year 100, which was 60 years after Christ, 70 years after Christ. They started using the word Catholic. So that's all that is, you know. And so when I studied this, what they call Paleo-Christian liturgy, it's all there. It's just historical data. They forgave sins to people who already were baptized and whose sins were forgiven for the first time. They forgave sins the second time. 
and even have a huge ceremony involved in it. So, yeah, in other words, the, the church is not just a go-between by which people come into Christ. It is real. It's a sacrament. It's a sign in which Christ is truly present. He's there forgiving the sins. Is the priest forgiving? He's using the priest, but he's the priest can't forgive sins. He forgives, but he needs the priest to do it. And people say, well, I don't want to go to a man to forgive my sins. Well, you did it the first time. Did you baptize yourself? Did you baptize yourself? Well, no, I so-and-so baptized me. Well, so God used so-and-so to forgive your sins, right? Uh, yeah, I guess, yeah. Well, they keep... <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, he's truly present in his church. No no getting around it. No getting around it. And that's why uh, he... he uh, he made the church a physical community. He, he he pointed chapter sixteen of Matthew's gospel. Peter, you're the head of the church. He uses the word Jesus uses the church ecclesia, ecclesia church, uh, and he intended they they would make decisions that would be ratified by God. They would make decisions. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and then whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Right. And then he, Jesus even gave them ritual observances, like bread and wine. Take This is my body, which will be given up. Do this in memory of me. And they accepted it uh, from Jesus, rules of conduct. Read Matthew chapter 5, loaded with rules of conduct, love thy enemy, etc. Guidelines for marriage. Read Mark 10. That's Jesus laid down the guide. So it's, this is, these are the rules that Jesus gave us. It's a it's the body of Christ. It's a or it's organized the body of Christ, which has leaders and and rules and rituals. Did we just dream these up? No, they came right from Jesus. Well, yeah, but but maybe you picked them up in the third century, sixty. No, study early Christian liturgy like I did. It's right there. They've done it since since the time of Jesus. They haven't stopped doing it. So. Uh, and, and and again, we we realize that uh huh, yeah. There's there's going to be leaders who f- who fall away like Judas, or weak leaders like Peter, who was the head of the church, but he denied Christ three times. So yeah, we live. We're living. They're human, but God works through that, around it, through whatever. That isn't going to stop anything. Um, he didn't find the church. He didn't. It wasn't founded on angels. It was fallen on human beings who could fail. And that's why there's a famous saying in, in Catholicism, uh, the church always must be reformed. Ecclesia semper reformanda est. The church is, we are right now in a reformation, and we in a hundred years from now, the church will continue to get better and better and better. And uh, St. John Neumann said, you know, the church is, it's like a tree. It's like a little tree that grew over many years had little branches, and they grew into bigger branches. It's not different. It's just that it is increased. It's a better understanding. It is, it, it's, it's more full than it was before. It's more full than it was before. So that's what we mean when we say that the, the church is Catholic. It's, it is universal. That's what the word Catholic means. It means universal. That it's all over the world, every city, <laughs> And it's the same. No matter if you're in India or you're in Tanzania, wherever you are, you go to Mass, you think you're back in the U.S., except it's a different language. It's the same. It's the same. It never changed. It's it's, it's the same. And it's apostolic that the Catholic Church teaches it, traces itself historically right back to the 12 apostles. Uh, Pope Francis is the 265th successor of St. Peter. 
And we, we, we know who they all were, all 265. It all goes back. So anyway, that is the church. Yeah, it's, it's a physical community, and it is one holy it's a unit. It's unified in its belief. It's universal, and it goes all the way back to the twelve apostles. And so that's uh, that's a little perspective on Catholicism. Thanks for staying with us. This is Monsignor Frank Bignano, Iowa Catholic Radio. Thought of the week: What is it that's distinctive about Catholicism? Why do folks give to the Catholic tuition organization? Probably because they love Catholic schools, right? Partially, but they also like the tax benefits, or they were helped when their kids were in school, or they have been blessed and want to bless others. Whatever the reason, the 65% tax credits are great, and after all, it's for the kids and their future. Online, ctoiowa.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Are you prepared for the 2020 Iowa Catholic Men's Conference Sons of the Father, Saturday, February 22nd at the Embassy Suites by Hilton downtown. Mass will be offered at 7.30 a.m., registration begins at 8, and the conference kicks off at 9 with Iowa State University head football coach Matt Campbell. Followed by Joe Stopulis from the Man Up Show. John Leonetti from Iowa Catholic Radio will host the Iowa Catholic Men's Conference, Sons of the Father, Saturday, February 22nd at the Embassy Suites by Hilton downtown. Learn more at iowacatholicradio.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio's broadcast of Dowling Catholic Sports and Activities is provided by Kemen, a global ingredient manufacturer using science to transform the quality of life for 80% of the world. Kemen is on the leading edge of molecular science, manufacturing more than 500 specialty ingredients for the human and animal health and nutrition, pet food, aquaculture, nutraceutical, food technologies, crop technologies, and textile industries. Kemen strives to sustainably transform the quality of life every day for 80% of the world with their products and services. Kemen, using science to transform the world. Online at Kemen.com. This is Monsignor Frank Bagnano, Thought of the Week. The last couple of weeks we have been talking about the Catholic Church. What makes Catholicism unique? Big point to make, of course. We, we, we have a lot. There, there's no getting around it. There is a lot. But one of the things we really want to be careful of is that we don't look down on other churches. That, that is wrong. No, no. Uh-uh. We, we, uh, we respect churches. We thank God for our brothers and sisters who believe in Jesus Christ. Uh, we thank God for the many graces God gives to them. Many of them are much better Christians than we are. We know that. No problem. But Jesus gave us the church. That was his invention. That's how he was going to continue his presence in the world. The Father sent his son, who took on a human nature in Mary. He was conceived by the Holy Virgin Mary when the angel Gabriel appeared to her. And she said, let it be done to me. There, That's it. That's when he, you might say, invaded the human race and all, of, not just human, but all of creation. He became human. So 
so what does God do? God, who now is God and man, Jesus is both divine and human, all right? And he shows his divinity. How? He forgives sins. Remember the guy that <laughs> the, the, they lowered him through the roof where Jesus was, this little room Jesus was. They couldn't get into the room because too many people. And he's on a he's in a stretcher. He can't move. He's, he's paralyzed. And, and Jesus shows his divinity. He says, your sins are forgiven. Everybody says, oh, this guy's blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. This is blasphemy. And Jesus says, well, I'm going to show you that I am truly the Son of God. I have the divine nature as well as human nature. So he looks at the guy and he says, all right, get up, roll up your mat, and go home. A miracle. Yeah, his miracles were mainly to show that God had come, that he was divine as well as human. That's what his miracles tried to do. So and 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 he wasn't just a miracle worker. Got to be careful about that. Um, that's why he was very careful. Notice all the miracles of Jesus. He's very careful to say, "Do you believe I can do this? Do you believe in me?" There was always faith required, a spiritual aspect, by the person requesting or wanting the miracle. First, that's it. In most of those miracles, it was faith. Sometimes he had a miracle. And he just did it because he felt sorry for <laughs> felt sorry for somebody. He just did it. He just, uh, you know. And that person would come around and, I believe in you, man. You know? Uh, so, yes. So that's, what, that's who Jesus is. Son of God, Son of Mary. But after 33 years on this earth, he wasn't going to say, that's it. I'm going to heaven. Goodbye. No, 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 no. He came to establish a church. Read the Gospel of Matthew. Chapter 4, it says, He went around performing miracles. He healed the sick and preached the kingdom of God. Then read Matthew chapter 9. He went around, performed miracles, and, and, and preached the kingdom of God. He said, well, I just read that in Matthew 4. Yeah, but then what does it say? Right after that in Matthew 9 where it says he went around, he felt like he had compassion on the people. He was like a shepherd. He felt like a shepherd whose sheep were scattered. And so he picks 12 apostles in Matthew 9. And he tells them, you guys go out. You touch the sick. You've got the power. I'm giving you authority. Exousia is the Greek word. I'm giving you authority to heal, to cast out demons, to preach the kingdom of God. And the 12 go out and they, all, they're they doing all this stuff. They come back all excited. And they say, oh, Lord, we saw, we saw Satan come down from the sky like lightning. He, he, he fell. And Jesus said, that's right. That's exactly it. So, yes, so Matthew chapter 4 to 9, Jesus, the ministry of Jesus to all these people. Chapter 9 on forward, Jesus pretty much doesn't talk at all to the large crowds. He just focuses on the church, the 12 apostles. He's teaching them what to do as the church. That's what that's all about. It's right there in the gospel. And he uses the word church. Jesus says, Matthew 16, you are Peter. He even sets up authority in his church. You are Peter, you're the head guy of these 12. Whatever you bind on earth, is, I'm going to bind it in heaven. Whatever you loosen on earth, I'm going to loosen it in heaven. You got the authority. You're the head. I'm going to even change your name. You know, God doesn't change people's names. If you notice in the Old Testament, whenever a name is changed, that is the, that's their role. Remember Abraham? His name wasn't Abraham. It was Abram. And God changed it to Abraham and had a meaning. It meant father of many nations, and he, that's what he was. Same way with Peter. His name, no, his name was not always, it was Simon, named after his grandpa or somebody, Simon. 
Jesus changed it. No, no, no. From now on, you are Petrus, which is the Latin word for rock. And on this rock, I will build my church. So he builds authority right into it, right there, his authority. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That didn't mean that the devil wasn't going to fight it. And he's fighting it today. Oh, yeah, he's losing. The gates of hell will not prevail. They'll be strong, but they're going to weaken. Remember, gates were meant in these cities to keep the enemy out. So we're the enemy. (laughs) We want to get into people's souls. We want to get into the culture. You say, well, yeah, but the culture is bad. I mean, all these senators and all these other people, wherever they are, I know. Don't worry. They won't prevail. The gates of hell, they won't keep us out. Jesus is going to be is going to conquer. So that's the church. That's what the church is. And this is Monsignor Frank Bignano, Thought of the Week. God bless you. Have a great week. Join Iowa Catholic Radio every Wednesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. for Thought of the Week with Monsignor Frank Bignano. Listen online at iowacatholicradio.com or on the Iowa Catholic Radio app.